Yeah, uh, I was watching. So I was watching the um, the Warriors Kings uh, yesterday, and um, I got to thinking. And I don't think Alex is going to like this because um, he's a LeBron sexual. But when it's about like let's say fifteen years from now, and like I'm telling my kids about the NBA and whatnot, and who was like some of my most favorite players to watch, and who was the more more exciting players to watch. Honestly, I feel like I tell him Steph Curry is more exciting to watch than, than LeBron was. I disagree. Can you <clears throat> uh, find Sacramento on a map? I'm not talking about that game in particular. I'm talking about career-wise in general. I can't. Um, no, I disagree. Right. I disagree. Yeah, I, dis- I disagree, too. I know Steph Alex. is exciting, but I'm I'm old school in the sense that like all right, a deep three step back over a center is less exciting to me than just putting a putting the fucking ball on somebody's head, just dunking on somebody. And um, yeah, Bron Bron has way more moments where he just you know bodies somebody to the rim and then throws it down with all his strength, as opposed to like a, you know he he passed the ball off six times, then he ended up in the corner for a contested three that goes down. I just think that's I think the dunk is more exciting. But that's me. Well, and that's, I know that's, that's coming from a light skin. I'm rooting for Steph, but yeah. Also, I know that's cap because. All right, how about this? Name me. Three Steph moments off the top of your head, like where you can visualize exactly what he was doing, the time in the game, and like what happened. Nate, can you can you do that? OKC okay, buzzer beater. It's the first one I thought of. Okay, there's one. What else? Um, there was. I'm trying to think of like one like the like no look three. See, he did. see, that's the issue. I can think of like several LeBron moments. I can only I can only think of maybe one LeBron moment though. Really, really? Yeah, the block. I That's don't even, I don't even like that. Nigga. The block. <laughs> I could. Yeah. I could think of a whole overtime where he just decimated your team by himself. Mm. That's when my hate for LeBron began. <laughs> he, LeBron. I actually, James. I, I kind of sort of. I only hated LeBron because you liked him at that point. But once that happened to my team as a child, that's when I actually. I think I, that's the day I became a hater. Actually. LeBron James in what, what was it like 2006, 2006. We were also title favorites that year, probably. Yeah. Uh, Single handedly put the Detroit Pistons to bed by being the only person to score on the Cavaliers team in the overtime. And wasn't it? You, you guys scored like you scored silly. like 18 in a row. <laughs> I think it was more like he put up, I think it was like 20 something in overtime. I remember that because all he did, the play was like. ISO, just whoever's guarding Bron, you get a try this time. Everybody got out the way. LeBron's yeah. going to, uh, after playing 46 minutes, is going to take this uh, game to bed. He got that three in, over in uh, in Orlando. That uh, that was a buzzer beater. Uh, the the, uh, the Dwayne Wade lob is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that one. LeBron Dunking James, on Jason no regard Terry. for uh, human life uh, yeah. on the Celtics. Uh, the, you could keep going on with all these moments that he's had. One of my Steph moments is actually also a LeBron moment. It's when Steph took LeBron one on one in the finals that one year, where he, you know, he got a layup off it, but he also did a double dribble technically on a hezzy move. So, you know. <laughs> oh, another LeBron moment. LeBron blocking Steph and then uh, uh, mouthing to him, "The fuck you doing?" That that yeah. that's another LeBron moment. So, well, there's <laughs> a couple of like ball ste- fake. 
Yeah. <laughs> a couple of Steph moments I, I like really remember are like it, they kind of come from losses, but like he kind of just tried to take over the like in that Toronto series, like he he went off for fifty in his in the uh, in the final game, but he was the only person on the court really. Like that that was it. I like, I'll give you I'll give you that. Um, the Warriors have been more fun to watch than Bron teams. I'll give you that. That's definitely true. But I don't think this Steph is a more exciting player than Bron was, especially in his prime. The argument I was going to poise was more so that like it's more exciting to see Steph shoot a three than LeBron have a dunk because I can see Russell Westbrook do the same type of dunk on someone than like, and I feel like I disagree. In he, I I disagree, and here's why: uh, two things: um, Beyonce and Rihanna. <laughs> Those are my two reasons. That man had Beyonce sitting next to her husband. Absolutely. Like, they literally had to get the mop out when a player falls on the floor for under her seat. And same with Rihanna uh, when, when LeBron was playing. Just in a just in a regular game. You know what I mean? Rihanna is the biggest LeBron James stand there is. Could you imagine LeBron, like Rihanna being your biggest fan? Mind you, you're also married to a beautiful black woman. Could you, Evan, could you? Hey, yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. I, I think, honestly, more I dissect it. With, I with think all you're due just, respect. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're just a hater. I think you're just a hater of this man because he has everything you'd love and more. But you know, I I get it. I can't hate someone that I can't be. So, I saw Bronny in a commercial in Australia recently. That family's doing just fine. And not, honestly, no shade on Steph. I I find myself rooting for Steph when uh, it's devoid of the Cavaliers or LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I do find myself rooting for him more often than not because he is exciting to watch. Him doing those like like effortless threes, like over like three people and stuff. It's fun. It's fun, but I can't tell you like a certain time that's actually like meant something. I don't know. I, I also think like me personally on the court, I think I, it would be a more cathartic experience, you know, for for myself. Um, you know, because I've hit a three in people's face before. Not many times. My jumper's pretty broken, but I've hit a three in people's faces before. But I think it would be much more satisfying personally if I, you know, cross somebody over and then dunk on their head. Yeah, I mean. But yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I can hate too. And as soon as they get past the Grizzlies, which I hope they do, I hope the Lakers beat the Grizzlies, um, I'm going to start hating on them again. Um, the Lakers, that is, and LeBron by extension. Um, <clears throat> but for right now, I disagree with what you're saying. I also think that I hope the Kings beat the Warriors. I think that's a better story. I think that's more fun for the NBA, too. But I don't know where Sacramento is on a map. And I don't know if you guys do either. I'm being honest. I have no fucking clue. If you put a gun <laughs> in my head and told me where it's at, I would just go like, do you, you want to give me a kiss afterwards, too, just in case? Because this is the last time for everything. Northern California. Is it northern? See, I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I thought it was like inland. I thought it was like toward Vegas. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't it's believe you, but I don't have northern. a reason not to. <laughs> also, I'm not going to look at a map. It doesn't snow there, but it rains a lot in the winters. That okay? Yeah, that I'll, I'll like take your place. word for it. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't could yeah. not tell you. Couldn't tell you. The you honestly could have told. Sacramento. You honestly could have told me that was in Africa, and I'd have to be inclined <laughs> to believe you. I don't. <laughs> I've seen like, signs. I've seen signs for it in California too, and I was like, I don't think it's there. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I don't. I can't tell you. I probably drove from San Diego to L.A. 
probably like four or five times. And every single time there was always signs like, take this road to go to Sacramento. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I'm sure it's lovely. It looks dirty over there. This is, I don't know where most a... places are though. So <laughs> I don't were, were y'all ever the type of kid that could name all the capitals? I yes. uh, oh yeah, I I uh, I almost won the geography B in uh uh was it 6th grade, 7th grade? I don't know. You're too dumb to realize that Myrtle Beach was in uh was in South Carolina. So I've been there before and I don't know which Carolina it's in. You just said it's it. In and South I don't know which Carolina it's in. <laughs> <laughs> that shit pissed me off. I was like is that I was the like capital? about Charleston is the Charleston, South Carolina. Didn't seem like it. It Raleigh's the capital of North Carolina. (laughs) That shit pissed me off. I was about to win the whole thing for that for that geography B two until they asked that stupid question and everybody with a nuclear family knows if i <laughs> yeah that's actually that's unfair that like they chose a vacation spot and you were just like i don't yeah. leave Ohio. they asked a fatherless kid where myrtle beach is <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> what's uh, funny is i was next to my mom and she's like he's gonna say north carolina <laughs> what's well, her fucking fault she should have took us there <laughs> I think we actually have plans that summer to go there. Yeah, and then she, ooh, said she took us ooh, to Pigeon ooh, Forge. Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> she took us to Pigeon Forge instead, which, you know, it's hard to figure out a place that's more white trash in Myrtle Beach, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, I, the fact that people take kids to Myrtle Beach is fascinating to me. <laughs> Myrtle Beach is the first place that... uh um, that uh, somebody tried to throw a cup of piss on me. I think I told y'all that story. What? We did like a baseball tournament. Um, oh, yeah, I saw yeah. like a gang like do an initiation thing where they just knocked a random dude the fuck out. Dude just walked up to a random guy on the street and snuck him, knocked him out cold. Dude pissed his pants. This was at like 7.30 at night. Like it wasn't even late. <laughs> like a lot of crazy shit. Like that's the first place where I like just saw syringes out. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't understand how that's, like, a family vacation destination because everything I saw about uh, Myrtle Beach was just absolutely hectic. Uh, teen clubs out the ass, though. That's I, a red flag. Yeah. Yeah, that's a I, – I was think, I so I was traveling this – we should start the podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This is This is the No Relation podcast. This is, this is Alex. This is Joe signing on salutations. This is Evan. Um – yeah, so I was traveling this past week, and I had a moment where I was thinking about the idea of teen clubs and how fucking weird that is that that's even a product. What 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 are we marketing to the youth? Like, I don't get I don't I don't get how that's like a how that's a thing. What I don't understand is like clubs already struggled to like make money, money, and all of the money is based off of drink sales. So, like, if you're running a club and you can't sell drinks, you're going to sell each kid one Gatorade and a square piece of pizza, and they're going to be there for three hours dancing and having coming-of-age experiences. Where's the money coming from? Are you, like, taking pictures of them in the bathroom and selling it? Like, I don't don't get it. I think that's why most of them close, because, like, think about it. Like, how, how bars and clubs make their bread and butter, like you said, they make it off of alcohol sales. Like, it's not, like... 
unless they're really profiting off the Pepsi and like a T-shirt they might sell, or maybe like a photo booth. Like there's, uh, I mean, covers. They 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 do covers. Yeah, but I've been to clubs where there's covers and you pay fourteen for a Bud Light, and I buy eleven of those, and yet. You know they still shut down because they can't make any money. I just can't imagine. I don't know how much you can upscale, you know, a a, a sun kissed, but I just don't think. Like I don't understand hey. how that's a sustainable business model. Hey, can we just like open up a teen club, but then also like get involved, like what whatever like law enforcement agency does, like the whole like to catch a predator? Because I think <laughs> that can just go hand in hand. Like just like not have anyone show up to it, but like just have someone like sitting in a car like waiting for like some car to passes by three times. Like that's him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking about because I remember back in uh back in Dayton, there was this there was this DJ that ran the teen clubs, right? But all of them would keep getting shut down, so he would just pop up with a new one, like you know, like every six months or so, and then he would just start doing parties and like random warehouses and stuff like that, and everybody would still go. And I was just thinking, I was like, why? <laughs> Why aren't you, like, doing weddings or, like, you know, like, <laughs> bat mitzvahs or you only want to do teen clubs. So, there's just, like, I was just thinking. And then I remembered these clubs, like, they were beach themed. There there was beach themes. There was, uh, there was a bunch of, like, hot and sexy themes. There was twerk contests at the teen clubs and stuff. Some, sometimes Ugh. he let people in that were over the age of 20 into the teen clubs. Oh, my God. Uh, like, I was just like, what? <laughs> I the, talked the, to a 22-year-old so woman when I was at one of these, and I was 16. <laughs> there's so many levels of sick associated with one. All right, first, we're adults. We could start a business. What kind of sick fuck do you have to be to be like, my business is teen clubs? I'm going to go to the bank and get a loan because my passion is teen clubs. One. Two, who the fuck, as an adult, as someone, I was in my early 20s not too long ago. Do you know how fucked up you have to be to be like, and you're like 22 years old and you're like, you know, it would be lit right now is if I got into a very hot, musty club with a bunch of 16 year olds. That would be that would be crazy. No, I, I can get into a regular club. I prefer to go to where uh, people are people are in high school. It's horrible. Yeah, no drinks or anything. Just, you know. Yeah, just vibes. Just vibing. Just some shitty pizza and some Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do you one better. There's like a, uh, a a club in Cincinnati that's like 18 and up. And honestly, I feel like if anyone goes there that's below the age of 21, they should probably be put on a list somewhere. Like, that's not. Yeah. That's even weird to me. Being, being in a foreign country where, like, everything is 18 and up, um, I still like there's even even though like there's no stigma attached to it or at least less of one, you know, the spots where everybody it's like, all right, so people here, there's like there's definitely like, all right, people at this spot are generally 18. To, there's a bar just around the corner for me. It's called Lucky Cock has very good drink specials. It actually seems like it's good vibes there. I've never been because every time I've looked at the line, I've been like, good Lord in heaven. Everybody's 18, 19, 20. I want no parts of that shit. Well, that's a college. It's essentially a college club, college bar. Like, yeah, they're, they're, exactly. you go to spots based on like your age range, most likely. Like the the places I frequent here in Cincinnati are the places where people are generally speaking like twenty two to about twenty eight. Like, they're in that like kind of like out of college phase of their life and early career phase of their life. They're yeah. not. I'm not around like thirty year old people for, for the most part. I'm around like people in like their like like early mid late twenties. And I'm like not going to the college clubs. spots. Yeah. 
I like 30-year-old clubs, but uh, th- th- there's a lot of drugs. <laughs> Turns out, like, the second you get past age, like, 28, the only people that are still going out are people that need a lot of supplements to help them, uh, you know, stay st- stay sharp. Let's stay awake? Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I that, that was a good point. Like... You could justify, like, all right, well, I want to open up a bar by a college. You know why? It's an easy money grab. Like, that's going to be, you know, what's not going to go away is college kids drinking. So I'm going to, you know, yeah. that, that's that's consistent money in my pocket, Thursday, like, what, Wednesday to Sunday probably. So fuck that. Like, I, I'm going to do that. I could see that being someone's thing. But I can't see someone just being like, yeah, you know what? I think I think I got a pretty good idea for this place. We're gonna get only people under the age of eighteen, and you know we're just gonna have them in this big place and just play a lot of loud music and charge them fifteen bucks to get in. Also, I mean, hey, look- guess what? Beach themes every Thursday. We're gonna have ABC parties just for the kids. Like I just I just <laughs> I can't see it. Like the only thing I can really think of is like trying to avoid a liquor license and like having a club, but like even then, nope. like I no, nope. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I think it. you can. Liquor licenses are expensive, but no, you're gonna grab the I demographic think... where it's like eighty percent of these kids aren't working, and if they are working, they're making minimum wage. Um, and again, like the the sustainable economy of like people will be drinking and wanting more drinks is simply not there. So you got to make all your money off of pizza, Gatorade, and a $15 cover. And if you make the cover too high, then everybody's going to stop going. Cap, there's no way. You're, something's going on. That was covered for me. I'm done with it. Um, I ain't going to lie. I do miss those as a 16-year-old kid. Love them. <laughs> I, will, I will say that when I was of the age, because you're oblivious to all that. It's horrifying to think about as an adult. But 10 years ago when I was 16 and really in my back, yeah, I lo- loved it. Yeah, retrospect, loved being 12 years older now, like that that was kind of weird in the Did moment. you let your kids go? Fuck no. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> not. Which Are we going to sit here my... and act like there's not photos at the urinal? But let's let's <laughs> let's be. I wish to God my here. daughter comes up to me and says like, "Hey, my friends want to go to this teen club. Can I come?" No, go to that <laughs> Billy's house down the street and smoke meth or something. <laughs> I'd probably just pop up myself and be like, "Nah, I'm getting this place shut the fuck down." Yeah, really. I would just. Be, I'd like to see the owner. <laughs> Show me who he is. <laughs> where where is he at? Oh, of course he's behind this uh, fucking blackout mirror right yeah, here. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so weird that the woman's bathroom's all glass. What a surprise! Oh, there he is. There's his office <laughs> in the in the handicap stall. All right, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I had my first kiss as a teen club. Um, Zangzies. Yeah. Did he throw up after yours? No, I didn't throw up after mine. Um, I threw up after mine and got a slice of pizza to wash it down. I told you. <laughs> first time I ever felt a vagina was in a teen club. Yeah, I think I first first OTP, like you know, where I initiated it was at a teen club. Um, yeah, well, like she was like just wearing like this. On. She was wearing like the skimpiest of short, like skirts, and like like I had my hand there and just like slipped, and then I felt it. I'm like, oh, that's what, that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. That must have been awful for her. 
if you think about it. I mean, she, like, turned around, like, blushed at me. And, like, I was just so young and so stupid. And I think that she wanted me to kiss her or something. I just didn't. I'm like, that's, that was weird. I think you forget how nasty, like, those that age group is. The people were about it, about it. That that fingering hand job stage is, is a nasty one. But it was an enthusiastic one. That's for sure. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. At, at this point, I'm, like, 12 years removed from this from this situation. I once came in my pants getting grinded on one of the little dance floors. Like, I... I, 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 I'm mad enough to tell you I did that when I was 23 I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Evan I probably two had it happen as a kid not the 23 oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a little iffy there <laughs> 23 she must have been doing something completely special to you cause, uh, I don't even think I've actually been twerked on since I was 23 so all right, I'm exaggerating. It, 21, though, it did happen. It happened when it was 20. But that was Spain, so that's a little different. I know I'm not well, that's different. Someone's dancing on you out, outside the U.S. They're probably just having sex on the and dance And you were probably out point. in joggers, and she was probably wearing a skirt that wasn't a skirt anymore. I get it. Yeah. I just said I'm not getting into the nitty-gritty. <laughs> that was really sad. You were dancing. You are probably just in a dark corner. Nitty-gritty. Not doing any of the nitty-gritty. We're not getting into any of it. Yeah, I've been there. Those hips. Shakira was really on something. You, you sing along and you think those hips don't lie, and it just kind of goes over your head. And then you get there and you're like, okay. Hey, you know what actually threw me off a lot while I was like out there in Australia, and like this song was really popping at the time. Alex like texted me and said, like, "Hey, listen to the, uh, to the Shape of You by Ed Sheeran, but listen to it sober." And that's the creepiest th- fucking song I think I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Yeah. Saying my bed sheets smell like you is a little crazy. This man was just sniffing his bed. <laughs> it's like she was here. Also saying, you know, I'm in love with your body. You know, there's a lot of that. We can delve into if you want to get into it. Save it for the lyric segment. <laughs> yeah. That first line does kind of go hard. I don't like going to a club, so the bars where I go over the fuck he said. Yeah, I, I feel that. Though. Yeah. No, the whole song is a vibe. Ed Sheeran is a fucking vibe. <laughs> Apparently a really good hang too. Really, really cool hang. And from from all accounts, he's just all over the spectrum. Whoever uh, he's a he's a he's a really fun guy to be around. Yeah, shout out to Eddie Sheerans. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about this, get your thoughts. So I was traveling this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a uh, I was back in Nasty Natty for bikes. Uh. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i in New York now and uh, went back to Cincinnati for a minute. And uh, I was thinking I, would miss, I was missing Cincinnati a lot more than I actually realized, I think. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I touched down, I was like, well, fuck me. Get me out of here. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> you know, those rose-tinted glasses from a thousand miles away are one thing. <laughs> but once that plane lands and you just get that dark stormy vibe that just that mm. just cloud of depression that hangs over that city there's really nothing like it no the biggest the, i think the biggest like wave of depression that i've ever had and this is including my mom dying me getting diagnosed with a heart condition um me finding out i'm probably gonna be mostly deaf for uh for like the rest of my life the deepest depression i've ever gotten hit was when i was with alex driving me into the city from australia and he said and he woke me up 
from me being asleep in his car to make sure I saw the sk- uh, the cityscape. So. <laughs> Hey, hey, you're going to miss it. <laughs> you live here again. <laughs> you you, you got to be quick with the, with it because it, you know, if you go two minutes further, it's gone. You just... <laughs> That's Picture Alex with that stupid, the really stupid, sarcastic uh, face that he's had for the past 10 years. Just like, hey, ah, it, it looks just like Melbourne, doesn't it? <laughs> And I'm going to do it again, too, God willing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. Sometimes sometimes there's certain things that I look back upon fondly, and then I just go back for these little weddings, and I'm like, I cannot believe I made it five years. How the fuck did I do this? I I was just, like, just, just back in, in Ohio, and... I was trying to play this game of like, let's just wait to see if we find an attractive person. And I, no offense to the good people of Ohio, but boys, there are far few of the attractive people. I didn't know. Like, has it always just been that ugly of a of a bunch? That's that's one of the hardest things to reconcile. I remember getting there from New York and thinking like, huh. <laughs> like maybe they're maybe they're somewhere maybe maybe I haven't seen maybe they're all together <laughs> and then I got used to it and then I went to Hawaii and then I came back and was like oh god <laughs> this is really, this, this really is what we're working with huh this is the best this is the I realized that I was in the most attractive group of people in the city or at least one of them and that was a horrifying realization and then the worst part the most painful thing for me is like you come from a place where like you're getting play from girls that like I don't know you're, they're they're probably too attractive for you but they they're into you and it's beautiful and it's amazing Ohio there's a girl I'm like ugh I guess I'll talk to her because I just need something to do and she'll look at you like you're just a piece of human garbage like you couldn't possibly be seen talking to her on her perch on her because- royalty. Okay, so sorry <clears throat> the other observation I made after being away from afar there's some pretty hot men. There are some pretty hot men. Cincinnati's so a fit city. I will say that the average person fucking lifts in Cincinnati. Evan, you can attest. There's some pretty sexy men up in uh, up in uh, Ohio. Are there more sexy men than sexy women? Yes. Now they are still few and far between. Because let's say I go out to New York, I'm gonna see a sexy man almost around every single corner. Yeah, and all the sexy men in Cincinnati are wearing a black t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> or, or, or mind you, maybe a gray, maybe a gray, or even a brown, or like a, or like a that olive green, um, yeah. But that's it. And whereas, like, and and there's like people that like actually know how to dress themselves in in bigger cities, which is a different type of um, handsome. But I will say there there are handsome men in Cincinnati. But I'll also say, um, as far as the the just to finish my point earlier, like the women, um, it's it's kind. Of, I feel like everybody needs that. To get humbled where it's like, all right, so like this is a girl where like I looked over both shoulders before walking up to her. I was not going to tell anybody that I'm talking to her. And like while we're talking, I just see that she gets a DM from fucking Pac-Man Jones. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) that's not only am I like, uh, does she think that she's out of my league? But like she, she is, in fact, talking to professional athletes. Like so, she probably is out of my league in this city. You know what I mean? And I and I was I wasn't even about it like that. It's kind of fun. I mean, I feel like you got to learn how to operate in those situations too. 
to have a, uh, a humbling experience where a guy came up to me and said, oh, you're, you're living in New York, right? You're rapping there, right? You're, you're, <laughs> you're, up, you're a rapper now, right? Like, so that, that, was, that was pretty humbling for, for, all, for all parties. I told you why that happened, right? You did. Why, yeah, I told happened, like I'd love to know. I told like three or four people who asked me like where is Alex at? And I told him he's in New York. He's trying to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's I respect that. <laughs> I, I respect that. <laughs> if, they, if you just caught me on a bad night and you just asked me where Alex is at, just like oh yeah, just moved in with some white girl, just wanted him to like pursue his rap dream, so. Balls give him to bring that in. If I figured out a dude that I sort of knew was in New York trying to be a rapper, that is the last thing I'd try to talk to him about. <laughs> in the horrible circumstance, they'd be like, oh, yeah, actually, you're trying to hear my mixtape real quick. Do you know the DJ in here? Can you get him to play? Like, I would fucking kill myself. <laughs> oh, that's great. <clears throat> yeah, so that, that ruined a lot of shit for how you. Was it, um, uh, Evan, how was it having your uh, your uh, little brother back in the... Back in uh, Cincinnati, I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> About the same as normal is. He just kind of yeah. stands there with his drink in his hand, and um, he might sing along to like one or two songs that has Little Wayne in it, and then that's about it. That's all. He walks of us away. Have ever done. <laughs> he walks away, kind of wonder where he is, and then fifteen minutes later, you see him standing out by himself on his phone outside and getting some air or something. I don't know. And then he get uh, well. He didn't do the one thing where he uh, stops and grabs him to talk to me about my career for about four hours. He didn't do that. So he's been growing out there in New York. <laughs> or he yeah, gave up on my- you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Hey, but, <laughs> yeah, instead, instead of taking laps around the bar, now I just go outside. That's just, <laughs> really? just go outside. I guess yeah. that's the that's the that's the not single way of doing it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I kind of have done the same thing, actually. <laughs> I've like kind of had a girl for a couple of weeks, and now every time we're out, I'm just like, "Hey, I'm gonna step out for a second, and I just go talk to the bouncer for a couple of minutes." <laughs> I didn't even talk to a bouncer. I was just posted up, people watching. It was so nice. Like I just paid all this money for drinks and shit. Well, all this money. I looked at my bank account. Not even affected. Not even. <laughs> That's why I'm better than all you bitches in Ohio. Not even affected by yeah, your little true. drink call. You might as well just make that shit free. Like you guys that's just- true. <laughs> it's essentially open bar when you go back to a city like that. I told yeah. you about when I was home for Christmas, I decided to buy my cousins, my dad, my brother, everybody around. I had fucking $80 in cash in my hand. He took 120 and walked to the back. I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> was horrified i was like i just ordered two mixed drinks two beers a couple shots and like an old-fashioned and he just took a 20 <laughs> I was like, all right it's magical here this yeah is, i bought this is beautiful i bought about seven shots and i'm just over here like like thinking like oh that's probably gonna be like what 150 110 dollars comes back and it's 33 dollars i was like <laughs> Well, give me the fucking bottle then. Just <laughs> seriously. Toy Do you want Who else wants a shot? Fuck, I'll buy the bar out if this is what we're doing. <laughs> oh, but um, but yeah. So that's uh, that's kind of all I wanted to say about the whole whole going back home thing. Uh, I, I definitely, I, if anything, if I went back, it was it would be more for fiscal reasons rather than. Uh, I mean, you do you do have a period in your life where you just feel like you've outgrown the place you live at. 
And yeah, maybe that's no, I where definitely you're at. outgrew it. Is that a fear? <laughs> I think that's just a fact of life. I love my hometown when I go back to visit. I think it's adorable. If I had to move back there, I'd be dead in a month. It would take nothing. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's the reason why my therapist is getting so well paid at this point. <laughs> I just need someone to talk to about this shit. <laughs> oh, that's a, and by the way, that's why I didn't grab you about your career choices. Not because I gave up and you're choosing to be unemployed again. But because um, Derek actually came up to me and talk to me for about 30 minutes about how uh, he's so proud about of me and our other friend for being committed relationships and stuff like that. And I was telling him how he could do it, too. So you, you missed out on a really good opportunity, Evan. It's growth. It's growth. I'm proud of us, too, to be honest. I, I am. <laughs> Wait, you're th- oh, you're throwing all... I forgot, yeah. <laughs> He's in the, he'll get thrown into the conversation in a couple of weeks or something like that. He's he's not there yet. No, but even even just y'all, even if even if uh, you know I fucked that up, even if it's just y'all, I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I'm doing my best, goddammit. I really am. <clears throat> hey, I was I was there with y'all for a, for a minute. I I was I was we were doing good. We we're doing we we're doing really good. Yeah, well, I was just, it was just like, I just don't get, like, how, like, really, how do you not see, like, other girls and just not want to, like, you know, like, like, go out, it was like, you just oh, don't do oh, it. yeah, you sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet kid. <laughs> you think I see him and don't want to? <laughs> you got a fucking learning disability? <laughs> Dumb, That's stupid, what I was, son I was, of a bitch. <laughs> think I don't want to. <laughs> you fucking crazy. <laughs> It's got nothing to do with what I want. <laughs> I just, yeah, dude, sometimes I was really just telling him, like, I don't want to be homeless. That's like, <laughs> that's like, the, that's a big motivating factor behind it. Yes, uh, love my girlfriend and everything. She's great. But also, like, I mean, like, I also value my life. I think she can use a knife actually decently. So, like, I don't, I just, just. yeah, um, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that uh, he he's he's noticing shit like that because it's not easy. It's not easy. It takes a lot of willpower and maturity. Yeah, but shout out to Cincinnati. I went to Jay Gumbo's twice, by the way, Evan. Thank Yo, you. Tell me who was yeah. it? Was it was it? Uh, so which one of you sent me a snap of the cornbread? Oh yes, back. That was oh me. my back. god. Oh my god. See now, if somebody gets married again, I'll consider going. But seriously, I don't like I was holding it in in the moment. But when Jay Gumbo's handed us that trash ass, garbage ass, garbage trash ass cornbread, I was I was actually emotionally, physically and spiritually devastated. That hurt deep down. That's my biggest connection to that city is Jay Gumbo's cornbread. I don't give a fuck about anything else in Cincinnati except the cornbread at that one particular restaurant. And the fact that they changed it for goddamn no reason broke me. I almost got you into a fight back right away. That was that was awful. You could have found my uh, my childhood cat and then just raised him up saying this is Justin the cat and then killed him right in front of me and I would have felt more more emotional than uh the cornbread part yeah so yeah you know i that cornbread was a was a bread and butter i keeping cincinnati all together to me fam they're lucky. Joe, you want me to ship lucky. you like about you want me to uh, chip you like 16 pieces with uh with the coats i'm sending to you 
Don't there don't be, joke. That would don't would joke about cutter. that. It probably won't be good by the time it gets to you, but doesn't that matter. It would be covered in molding cockroaches by the time it got to Joe. Fuck it. I'll find a way to reverse engineer it. I'll figure out the recipe. <laughs> I'll send it to a fucking bakery lab. I'll just walk up to the best baker I know and be like, "I need you to recreate this." <laughs> You're going to make us a fortune. I just want 10% steak and half of the supply. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to them finally getting their shit together. Yeah, they they were lucky that all of us were actually so shocked and emotionally devastated because I'm very surprised that the group of us didn't make a scene. I know it's probably not. If I lived there, if I lived there, I would have been picketing. I would have had a line. I would have I would have riot. I would have I would have taken off work to like do a strike. They fucked up. They fucked up bad. Because that gumbo didn't even taste the same after I knew the cornbread was, was was bad. You know what I mean? The gumbo didn't taste the same still for some reason. But the cornbread is back. So That's all that matters, really. I think they I, took out some of the ingredients from the gumbo for the cornbread to be back or something. But, you know, I don't know. Whatever they had. I do have to say, we've been talking for 40 minutes since roughly Cincinnati stuff. Yeah, I mean, we all lived there for a long time. This is, It's an important part of all of our lives. Um, I don't like it, but it's true. All right, Evan, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What else was on the list? <laughs> Let's see. Um, I don't like being the one that looks in the... Somebody put sundress season. Again? Tell you, Evan? Oh, yeah. I, I, it was just, I was just noticing a lot of it. I, I got a little emotional. I'm sorry. Just that's a uh, you know newly single Evan is is uh you know enjoying the enjoying the sundresses out there. I was with the Target earlier this week and they were out. It was seventy degrees and well, it was just that's was nice. Slowly. That's nice. The weather been warming up for you, gentlemen. Yeah, seventy degrees. I'm more so upset that I'm leaving. Uh, I'm going on that mission research trip to Alaska in the summer, mm-hmm. and I um and I'm like kind of upset that I won't be seeing much sundresses anymore. I'm gonna be honest. You are kind of skipping the summer. You're doing this the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was. I was lucky enough to skip the winter for like seven consecutive years, just based off of my travel patterns. But Evans, Evans, about to do two winters in a row. <laughs> Poor kid. I hope you have antidepressants. <laughs> Honestly, I normally come alive in the winter for some reason. I don't know why, um, but yeah, I'll be fine. Oh, my ass is getting snugglier by the second. I didn't go to the gym last week. I've been eating like shit. I'm really excited for it to be cool. And it was thunderstorming all day yesterday. I didn't do a fucking thing. I watched the next game and laid on the couch all day. It was beautiful. So, yeah, you, you got that to look forward to. Winter's different here, though. It's just rainy. It's not actually cold. Or at least, like, it only gets to, like, you know, 50. I just have to make it six months, or not even about four, four to four to five months, yeah. and it'll be warm there. So, yeah, you'll be fine. It'll be hot as fuck. Ooh. I mean, where would you rather spend your summer in Australia or um, or the U.S.? It depends Cincinnati on where in the U.S. Yeah, Cincinnati. if it was Cincinnati, then it's not even a point in having this conversation. But there's a couple of places in the states that have nice summers. Chicago. Chicago summer is fun as fuck. I don't care what anybody says. Chicago summer is the shit. Chicago summer is, is like kind of top tier. Yeah. Yeah. Even like New Toronto summer. Good. Toronto summer is lit. New York summer is pretty good, but it's also like it's the same as the winter. It's just you also drink outside. I actually like the winter in New York way more. Yeah. 
The people are, it smells weird in the city, and the people are also a little bit weirder during the summer, in my opinion. Exactly. Less tourism. Um, it doesn't smell like hot piss and garbage. Um, the rats aren't out as much. Um, and, I mean, all you're doing in New York is going from bar to restaurant to bar to club type shit anyway. So, like, it's not like the summer really has a the, huge effect on yeah. that. The darties are just a little bit more during the summer, but it's yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, no, New York, honestly, is the cutest place to be in the fucking winter. I don't know why more people don't come here in the winter. It's fucking adorable here, and it's yeah. really not that cold. No, no, in comparison to a lot of other places, and even, like, the surrounding New York area, um, it's not that bad. I That is, um, honestly, that is, like, one thing I am kind of upset about. Like, I am going to Australia because, uh, fairly cheap, but it's because I'm going there in the winter months, essentially. Um, yeah. But yeah, missing out on the uh, on the U.S. summer is actually pretty. Even the, you guys are, are talking about it. Cincinnati summer is not that bad. It's not awful. The one summer I had in Cincinnati was the darkest time of my life. I've never been more <laughs> depressed. <laughs> That's why I only did it once. <laughs> I had one summer in Cincinnati, and I, that was probably emotionally rock bottom for me. I don't think it's awful. It's not awful. No, it's, it's not always like in Chicago. It's always good in concept, and then I go out in in, in Cincinnati. I'm like, you know what? It, yeah, it was good in concept theory wise. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, no, See, no, it's not no Chicago. I've never been. Actually, I've never been to Chicago in the summer. Really? You, all right. You, well, it's going to be too late now. I was going to say you need to figure out a way to go up there and see your good friend Clement and go out because it's yeah. a yeah. It's, Chicago it's, in the summer is really experience. good time because um, they, they, half their population really do just hibernate. They just hibernate until summer, and then so Chicago has really actually cool people that live there. So it's 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 a pretty good city to be out in. Their rooftops are overcrowded. I would suggest you either find a low key one or or like not doing those, but. Yeah. All right. Well, that said, though, if I were to um, spend a summer in Cincinnati now, though, I definitely would take more advantage of like I would go down to Nashville or go up to Chicago. I'd go over to Pittsburgh. Like I would actually like travel around, you know, areas that are not Cincinnati a lot more. OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Well, I guess that doesn't count, but that's how <laughs> I would utilize that city. <laughs> I'd go watch a fucking Indianapolis game. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we were kind of talking about this. I think the, what Cincinnati did, needs to do is get into a wheelhouse. If they got into that sports betting wheelhouse and just stayed there. Because I noticed that, too, on my trip. Uh, Ohio and Kentucky are just riddled with sports betting, like, app application advertisements everywhere. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's like cigarettes ads in, like, the it 60s. Like, it, it's like <laughs> it's a fuck ton. It's got a stranglehold on y'all motherfuckers, that's for sure. Everybody I know in Ohio is in deep with the sports betting. I actually have not bet now in about two or three weeks. Is it the same way you didn't drink that night that you had drank the night before? (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually, I've I've been stopping because it's not making, and in my head it's just not adding up, so I stop. Well, yeah. Good. You could. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've always spent like like a thousand dollars to get back three hundred. So, like, I mean, there's not there's not really much of that's a point. That's pretty good. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> not, that's that's not terrible. <laughs> 
that's that, that's pretty good. You do know that's why why like when you go to Vegas, those hotels look like castles and like like cathedrals. It's because just the niggas like you were just in there, just like tossing money in there. Well, all right, no, think about it. Like the uh, to be a professional better, you pretty much have to be like like fifty. Like I think you have to be like fifty, like fifty two and fifty. Like. You have to get like pretty much just over fifty percent correct, and you're essentially a professional batter. In Vegas, Vegas in concept is actually cheap to do things in. So, in concept, I'm not saying like the drinks there are expensive as fuck. Cover for anything else, yeah, all that everything is expensive. But a hotel room and a flight to Vegas is generally is generally cheap, depending on what you want to do if you're trying to keep it basic. Like yeah, because every hotel it. is connected to a casino where you're going to pay for how much the room would have been three times over. Yeah. yeah. They're betting on themselves, and they've won every single time. <laughs> they win every time. That's why every hotel has an amusement park in it. They're like, fuck it, bro. I don't know what to do with all this money. <laughs> Get David Blaine and fucking Tracy Morgan in the same show. I don't know. <laughs> Get Lil John to DJ a set where he plays Kelly Clarkson the whole time. <laughs> We're having fun here. Fuck it. Well, yeah, fuck it. Let's just make a the Paris and New York skyline in here. We could do that, right? <laughs> Let's have a whole goddamn mall. <laughs> we have two Gucci stores in it. Can we actually? Let's just make the sky. We'll just make the sky inside. <laughs> like that, that's that's what that's that's how much money. Then that's why these bet apps like it goes like bet ten dollars, we'll give you a thousand dollars in free bets. Like it's like they don't trust. They know you're gonna lose. They they'll yeah. give you a thousand dollars of free money to fuck around with. They'll just like yeah, he still lost you, dumb bitch. Like, yeah. Knowing good and goddamn well, you're going to bet all that away, and then you're going to be like, all right, well, I'll throw my own 20 in. I just spent a grand of their money. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait, I spent $5,000 of my own money. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's, like, it's like finding 50 bucks in the dryer. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think if Ohio like just got into that like niche because uh, all their bars are, are essentially just stand around, drink, and watch sports. So, so yeah, yeah if you just add in the gambling aspect of it, it'd be so much fun. That know? would make it really fun. That would lots make it of fights, fun. but that would make it really fun. No, nah, drinking and gambling is actually kind of like a exciting night. Like I ain't gonna lie, like nothing like having a parlay be busted in the fourth quarter while you're also drinking on like at least seventeen the vodka cranberries. You're at the vodka cranberry stage. I remember that stage. <laughs> that was a fun one. That one lasted a while. <laughs> I was drinking a uh, Sonic hard seltzers this past weekend. They were disgusting. But they were decent. I couldn't find the Sunny D hard seltzers. Jesus. All right. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to <laughs> talk about? Talked about sundresses. We talked about sports gambling. We have Daniel Caesar on the list. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I don't know. I just wrote down. I think he said sorry again to promote his new album. He called himself handsome. Did y'all listen album. to it? No. I did. What did you think? I almost called my ex. I did call my so, ex. So it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still listening to SZA. Really good album of hers. Yeah, yeah I'm still listening to SZA. Hey, to be I honest, that- oh, Sorry, but- I was just saying the, the, the enough good music came out at the end of last year that I haven't listened to shit new this year, to be honest. Like, I, I've kind of slept on anything that's come out in the last couple of months because I've still been spinning SZA, Beyonce, and Kendrick. That Tyler Creator, uh, like, I guess, X, XP or whatever. Deluxe, yeah. 
yeah, the deluxe or whatever. I listened to that a little bit. That was good. Um, I liked like the one with Vince and some of the other stuff he came out with Dogtooth, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I also watched his documentary, and apparently he was salty because Flower Boy lost the damn at the Grammys. Yeah. And I, I remember watching. That, I was like, all right, nigga, what you, what, 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 what you think was going to happen there? Yeah. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> it's it's a cool story. I like that he produces all his own music. That's probably that's like a you know a check in the box. That's a, that's a cool thing to have on your resume. But and I wasn't even a huge huge fan of Damn. But come come on, bro. <laughs> what a Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta plug in my laptop real quick. What uh, what what else do you think of that documentary? I like the documentary in total. The documentary was actually really good, but that was the only part that kind of stuck out to me. Uh, I think I think the rest of it was really good, though. But did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. What'd you I think? just I I just thought that he was kind of like uh, it was a lot of like full of myself. Like, which I don't really mind coming from Tyler, but it was a lot of like, uh, well, that's, like that's where Tyler's at though in his career. Tyler is rich as fuck, and it's a, he he is kind of like at that. He's not Jay Z, of course, but he is at that Jay Z stage of a career where he is more mogul than he is rapper, and he kind of earned that right because he he went from trying to be that dickhead that was on ridiculousness to wanting to be a rapper and you know wanting to get into fashion and stuff and he did well, that, he, so. he explained it all in the in the in that doc too about like why like he kind of transitioned from being like the the funny like like almost like social media like like uh like type of guy to being an actual musician so i mean it's all kind of explained but well, like i get it he- <clears throat> I think, well, I haven't seen that yet. I want to see it, the rap caviar thing. Um, but I think just as far as like him being an artist goes, um, he's got his three now. I feel like before you can start fucking around, you have to have three great albums. And Flower Boy, Igor, and Call Me If You Get Lost, like he solidified. Like now you got a legacy. You know what I mean? So now you can dick around a little bit because like. I would love to get more music from him. I always say this. I would love to get more music from him. I want him to have the longest, great career he possibly can. But now we don't need shit from him like that anymore because he's got well, three good, great albums out. That's what he was saying. Like, he said, like, uh, before um, <clears throat> before Flower Boy, he, like, sat down and he, he like, re-listened to all of his songs. And, like, he could only pick out three songs. Like, he's like, this is actually written well. And yeah, he just kind of like he wanted to like kind of rebrand himself from that like again like like that like social media like like uh, loiter squad funny guy like this like silly shit to actually being like someone known for being like a musician and rapper. So that's why like I think he like he like took a second to kind of like rebrand. And I think Cherry Bomb was like his last like album that was like really like him trying to like be that like kind of like that personality type. God, Which is probably why Cherry Bomb is kind of so odd, but <laughs> I don't miss old Tyler albums where it's like half the songs I'm like, this is fucking unbelievable. This kid is so talented. This is fantastic, and half the songs are like, this might be the worst song I'm gonna hear this year. <laughs> like it was, it was it, with no in between. He was really good at doing that. He was yeah. really good at if you go back and listen to some of those albums. Cherry Bomb fucking sucked, but yeah, it's... <laughs> Cherry Bomb. I oddly enough, I oddly enough like Cherry Bomb. 
I, there's like four songs on it that I liked, and then the rest of it, I'm like, wh- who let this middle schooler use an MPC? Like, <laughs> I heard it live. Like he, I, I went to like one of his uh, his concerts, and it was actually at like a pretty small venue at the time, and like it it sounded better live. I I do have to say that, but. I mean, for the most part, I didn't think it was bad. Now his other two albums, like I do remember, like a bunch of skips, like uh, what Goblin and um, what, what whichever what, I, don't, I forgot which one that had uh, IFHY on it. Ah oh, shit, but, um, Wolf. Yeah, like you kind of have to like the one with Bimmer on it. Like you kind of have yeah, to like yeah, sit yeah, through Wolf. two of the worst songs Beamer? you possibly could hear. Yeah, Beamer. <laughs> you have to sit through two of the worst possible songs you probably <laughs> ever heard in your life. Damn, <laughs> six just, minutes like, the, of torture. <laughs> <laughs> just to get to, like the most beautiful thing I think I've heard like come out of any person's mouth. Like <laughs> the fact that I even got to that, like even on the first listen, I was like, "There's really four more minutes of this skip." I, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> We're making s'mores. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> come on! And then Beamer starts you- and you're like, "Oh." <laughs> But you hear stuff like Beamer and like She and stuff like that, and you're like, just there is like a lot of talent here. Like yeah. you could, it was like kind of undeniable. Yeah, exactly. It just took him a while to hone in on it and actually make some consistent shit. But like I said, now he's three in a row. Flower Boy, Igor, and Call Me If You Get Lost are all their classics, and I, you know, he's his music legacy in my mind is solidified. I hope he keeps going. I hope he keeps. But if once you get three great albums, I say. You, you you've done your job as a as a musical artist. Yeah, um, yeah. So Daniel Caesar's covered. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually been re uh, listening to a few few albums from last year. Like uh, I keep on going back to Jid's album a lot. That was actually a pretty good album. Jid's album was really good. Jid's album was really good. For some reason, the, the I younger listening to it front to back. I don't know why that is, but I it's it's, it's a like really a- good album. I kind of like just pick out one song and I get like six with me for like yeah. a month, but like I feel like the younger generation is kind of overhyping it to me a little bit. It's almost like I feel like that like album is almost like kind of like what Good Kid, Mad City was to us. Like it's like damn, what what is this shit? Like it's kind of like I feel like that's what it is to them because like they don't really have like a like a rapper that's like kind of like that makes sense other than like maybe like Jid and like I don't know Corday or something. Yeah. You know, Jid's, Corday Jid's needs like to figure the, out his facial hair before I start listening to him again. I think Jid's like also like the same, like almost the same age as Kendrick, though. But he's still like relatively new. Hey, Kendrick, that album that he put out last year—it's really good. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. I don't know. Have you still guys listen heard to it? that too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, still listen to that yeah. sometimes too. Probably. I haven't actually. I haven't gone back to listen to it in a second. Yeah, they probably oh, banned really? you. They probably sent you a C and D. Fucking Spotify was like, look, you've given Kendrick like $700,000 worth of streaming already, which isn't even really physically possible. So we're going to have to go ahead and ban you for a little bit. Um, Yeah. You guys want to do light skin of the week? Yeah, I'm getting tired. All right. Light skin of the week. Light skin of the week is just when we shout out someone that stood out to us this week. Doesn't have to be light skin. All right. One of you guys can go ahead. I got one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mine, uh, mine actually goes out to my barber. Um, shout out to Vernon. He was on the Jennifer Hudson show. Um, I, you know week. what? You put that in the group, and I didn't watch it until about three days later for some reason. And then I was like, wait a second. Is that Vernon and Jennifer Hudson? What the fuck is going on here? 
on a national television like morning talk show or whatever and just just because he does um he does like haircuts for people who have disabilities so or for children with disabilities so shout out him yeah shout out vernon um the first person ever actually hit me um because i showed up and i hadn't washed my hair right before he was very upset and he smacked the shit out of the back of my head and i deserved it you know what i mean so good most for, in, good for most interesting man that I've ever encountered. Man is an author of two books now. Was a sexual uh, sexual education teacher. Um, just, a, just a lot of lives lived in one man. Shout out to him. Yeah, talked to him about Africa for a really long time. He's been there a couple of times too. Just an interesting individual. That guy. Job diverted. Uh, he. Uh, I remember after I went went through a breakup. The first thing he told me uh, the day after the breakup is told me he told me uh oh, so what you doing about your roster and i was i, I told him um yeah i think i'm gonna just you know uh chill out a little bit get you know get to know myself better and he stopped the whole care, haircut looked me straight in the face was like you need to get you need to get a roster have you have y'all read his books <laughs> i'd be intrigued to see what he has to say <laughs> I didn't talk to him about life advice a whole lot, but the couple of little tidbits I got, I was like, you, you got some opinions, sir, and I, I don't know if I agree with them, but they're there. <laughs> Once I told him about my breakup, he pretty much just like said, like, yeah, I mean, what you what you about to do? I'm like, I don't know, just lay low for a minute. He's like, well, no client of mine does not not get bitches, so I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> I low-key think he wouldn't cut you if he thought that you weren't. He's like, you're just wasting this cut. You're not getting any play at all. Get, get out of my fucking chair. That's, that's Why essentially are we what he said. That's essentially <laughs> what he said. He said, he said you're going to get this cut. It, like, I better see you out this weekend. Like, <laughs> you would see him at the bar. He's, he's out. <laughs> he's probably he's looking to make sure his clients are out. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him getting at the, at the place we normally get wings at. I've seen him at uh, at the old uh, at Gallup when it was open. I've seen him out. <laughs> Honestly, he's probably looking. Yeah, he's probably just making sure you guys are doing okay. Like he's probably that's yeah. probably that's good service. That's knowing your client base. It's that's just, a good barber. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll go quickly. My light scene of the week is uh, one Jalen Brunson point guard for the New York Knicks um, led us to a victory um, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Game one. Uh, this podcast will probably come out when that series is damn near decided. But um, game one is exciting. Since I, as a Knicks fan uh, in my lifetime, I have not seen them win many playoff games, uh, let alone a series. So uh, it's exciting to see us tiptoe towards that. It was all Jalen Brunson. Julius Randle had a mid game. R.J. Barrett had an atrocious game offensively. Um, all of our scorers did poorly except for Jalen and he didn't even really play in the first half he's gotten foul trouble shout out to him real light skin uh, a man that's my height that is just a, a automatic scorer in the league I don't know how he does it it's fascinating to watch and he does it all by like having fades in the post and shit it just he's got an exciting game love to see him play I'm excited to see him continue to be successful on the Knicks that's all I got yeah uh it's going to be an interesting series to watch because uh, unless we learn how to, you know, defensive matchups work and, you know, not just put on bench players onto a star player on the other team, I think we're going to have a long series. Uh, it's not like we have 
literally an unstoppable force on a point guard that we could utilize hmm. and just need to have one player on your guys' team stopped and make the rest of your team score. Yep. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, but you put in defensive specialist, <laughs> perennial defensive of the year candidate, uh, Chetty Osman on him for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, was he in that oh game just get kicked out? Because I don't know what that man was doing. Chetty? Yeah. I, I, hey, I he hit a couple of they're... threes. Offensively, he was okay. I think he had like nine. That's why. Well, that's why they put him in because he technically is like three and D, but yeah. he's not the most consistent. He's not a consistent three, and his defense is like okay. The, the D versus... wasn't there, and the three was yeah. sort of there. And I think they brought him in just because I, both the Knicks and the Cavs. I don't know if the rim was like not in the place it normally is, but we were seeing air balls, we were seeing shots that like threes that only hit the backboard. It was it was a tough showing shooting wise yeah. for both teams for for a good chunk of that game. And Isaac Okoro is the best defensive player. Well, I guess you know, not including Mobley, but yeah. he's the best defensive player we have on our team. And they literally will leave him wide the fuck open in the corner to take a three because he's not the best at that. So, you know, it, it's whatever. That was but, our game plan in the first quarter, and it worked like a charm. If he yeah. if he just shot like 30% from three, then you guys would have won that game handily. But the fact that we could just not guard him was really hey, helpful. He'll, he'll have two games where he'll put up 15 or 16, and we'll probably win those two. Uh, the other two, we'll have to figure that shit out. But, yeah. The, the uh, fact that we won with RJ going like, I don't know, two for like 14 and uh, Emmanuel quickly was not good. Um, yeah, it was. And Randall was just OK. That was uh, I'm, I'm very surprised that uh, we ended up winning. But uh, it was all Jalen Brunson. So NBA playoffs back. It's exciting. Um I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the scheduling because you have every a seven game series takes about about two and a half weeks now, and um, they have certain games start. I mean the fucking the West Coast primetime games didn't start until like ten thirty Eastern, but I guess it doesn't matter for me. Even better for me actually, because uh, it's like you know two o'clock here and there's still a game going on. So, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, we got to wrap right, up because my laptop's about to die. How much more time we got? Seven minutes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. My light skin week. Uh, that'll be quick. Mine goes out to my girlfriend. Uh, she gave me uh, her Actual light skin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gave me her credit card points to uh, get a hotel in Cincinnati. So Nice uh, for her. Yeah. Shout out to her. Good for her. That's, I, that's yeah, love. I told her I was about to use it, and then uh, I, I told her I was about to uh, just get a hotel in Cincinnati, and she looked at the prices and was like, oh, this is not like maybe only a 1,000 points. It's nothing. So she just, uh, <laughs> she just, she just gave them to me. Hey, you got to give Cincinnati that. <laughs> not a lot of people are trying <laughs> to stay there, so the hotel prices are not that bad. I had a beautiful <laughs> hotel room for uh, Ryan's wedding, and um, that did not cost me much. <laughs> yeah, that's what. That, well, that's what I was telling her. I was like, I mean, it's only like maybe, like maybe a couple hundred dollars. It's not that bad. He's like, I insist. Like this is <laughs> like we. I have a lot of points to use. Like just, <laughs> they have to go somewhere. Just take it. I mean, that's what they. That's what they're there for. Cool. All right, y'all yeah, want to do so, game of the week? Yeah, game of the week. I got something. But game of the week is just us giving you advice. Probably bad. Game of the week. Uh, hold an L. You gotta learn how to take an L. And just hold it and just hold it dear to your life. Sometimes you're just bad at things, such as running a foot race. Um, 
and you know, sometimes you lose to people that are uh, disproportionate to you. Uh, portly, to say the least. I'm gonna be honest, Evan. After I saw you lose that race, um, I was like, just it was a nice day, and I went to the basketball courts, was just shooting around a little bit, and I just set up my phone real quick and just just ran like the length of the court. I'm glad I'm not racing anybody recently. <laughs> I was horrified at how yeah, much slower g- I am than I thought I was. My game of the week is if you have actually ran in a minute, stop talking shit. Because half of these people are saying, oh, no, I'm definitely faster than you, bro. Like, there's no way. I haven't seen that nay and one of y'all actually run in a minute. So, if y'all actually want to race it up. I could beat the person that you lost to easily. That's pathetic. (laughs) But I'm saying that I am slower than I thought I was. I am much slower than I thought I was. I have beat the person that you race. So, you know, I just. just When did you beat that person? Because I, I beat him. I raced this this person before too and beat him last time we raced. So I raced him when we were both closer to a when he was closer to his peak peak athletic form than now. I last raced him when, when I was a when I was a sophomore in college. So I raced him when I was a freshman in college. Like oh, we whoa, probably, whoopie damn, do a year later. Thank you, thank you for clearing that up, Alex. That was ten years ago at this point. <laughs> Whatever. You got to hold an L. That's that's the point. You got to hold this L. I can hold the L. I'm just saying. It's it's fine. I know why I lost. You did lose. So that my is game it. of the week so is take uh, my hey, my game of the week is keep talking shit even if you lost. It doesn't matter. If you're a real shit talker, then guess what? You talk shit when you lose, you talk shit when you win. So guess what? You're going to you're going to keep on hearing the mouth. It doesn't matter what happened. Whatever. So this is uh this is the No Relation Podcast. I'm going to bed. Okay. We lost Joe, so he said bye. This is Evan. This is Alex. Bye.